The Huge Sports Podcast. That was a tough opening for both Jake and I, being that we're huge, huge, huge sports fans, or wrestling fans as well as sports fans. And with um, Bray Wyatt, otherwise known as Wyndham Rotunda, passing away last week um, at the age of 36. Um, he caught COVID last year, and from what we're hearing, it's complications from COVID, which... Which is sad. Uh, it's sad when you lose anybody, but when you lose somebody at such a young age, it's it's especially sad. And being thirty six, that one hit hard. It hurt hit hard for me. Definitely hit hard for Jake. So we thought we would do a little special tribute uh, to uh, Mr. Bray Wyatt. It was also sad. We heard that Rich Stubler, uh, long time. I think it was thirty years. Uh, CFL. Um, coach passed away uh, over the weekend as well. Um, that was a tough one to hear, even though, I mean, Rich was 70-something. He was in his 70s anyway. Still tough on his family, and our thoughts and prayers go out to his family, the family of the Rotundas, as well as Terry Funk, um, another one that had passed away last week. So hopefully that's it. I'm just going to wait for Jake to come back in. Uh, before we continue, hopefully he's somewhere to be seen. Um, if not, then we're just, I'm just going to take over the podcast and God knows what's going to happen if I take over the podcast. We could go all kinds of cool places, but we do have a special guest today uh, where I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from uh, Kyle Butkowski. I'm hoping I said your name right, Kyle. Um he is going to be a regular guest of ours coming on uh, to be our college football insider. Kyle has been watching football, college football for many years, and he's going to give his analysis on the season as we go along. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm waiting for Jake. I don't know where he is. Let me text him to see what he's doing, where he's gone, what he's done. I think we might have lost him for good. I have no idea. If we have, then I'm going to just carry on and he can join us when he's free. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring Kyle in um, and we're going to just chat until Jake joins us. So, without further ado, I always say that wrong. Usually I say to do and Ellison always corrects me. It's I do. We're going to bring Kyle in. Kyle, did I say your last name correctly? Butkowski? Very close. Everyone pronounces it like that, but it's Butkowski. Very close. You were very oh, close. Okay. Trust me. I was very close. I, I was like, butchered that name, my name, for many of years. So that's fine. Now, what nationality is that? That's actually Czech or Slovak. Is it Czech? One okay. of the two. I don't know. My dad's from. Nice. Nice. Well, welcome to HSP family. Thank you. Yeah, I've been listening. Yeah, I'm a friend of, of Jake, so I've been listening since you guys started. So appreciate you guys having me on. Very cool. We're looking forward to it. We decided, you know what? Let's um let's cover college football this season. Jake, you is. came back. Yeah. Can't hear him. I can't hear, hear you, him. but you're back. Can see him. You could just see it. It's really funny. I obviously have known Jake a few years, <laughs> and you could always see when he's trying. He's getting fresh, really yeah. frustrated by his eyes. It's yeah. like 
<laughs> but it's good to get into college football, especially if you guys, you know, I'm sure you guys watch NFL. So if you get into the NFL, I watch a little bit of the NFL, not huge. Okay, but I know I think I think Jake does, and watching the NFL, watching college football, you can you know get to see okay, like these players look like they can transition to the NFL and you know yes. be good. You can go okay, I think this guy's going to be good. I think my team, you know, my favorite team, you know, I think they should draft this guy here. They need this position. He looks like he was good in college. You know. Now. All the divisions are ch- – is it this year is when all the divisions are changing or was it did it start last so year? So this actually started – really started in like 20 – I'll say it's 2011. Oh, it's been a while. So in 2011, there's six conferences in a sense that had a shot – you had a shot to go, you know, to play in the, in the championship because they used to, didn't have a playoff back then either. So those six conferences, there was the Big East, which my school was in. Okay. West Virginia, it was Rutgers, Pittsburgh, University of Louisville. I don't remember what school left first. Maybe Syracuse, somebody left first. And then my university said a week later, this is a sinking ship. And they left. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It goes quick. As soon as like one big program leaves, it's, it's a domino effect of, hey, we got to go and we got to get our money. Exactly. And that's what it's about, right? Even though it's college football, it's all about the money. Correct. So that was before they could pay the players. That was before then. Yeah. yeah. That where they're doing some shady stuff. People are getting paid. You just couldn't track it back to the university. And when you did, you got caught. You either got, you know, you couldn't get as many recruits. <laughs> or the university couldn't get any recruits. The good player would take it harder. Uh, I don't know if you know who Reggie Bush is. Yes, I've heard the name. Okay, so he won the Heisman in 2004 or five. He took money. Right. The same way he took money. He got stripped of his Heisman trophy. Do I think he should? Do oh. Think he should oh, yeah, they took it from him. So do I think he should get it back? Of course. Now you're paying players. What's the deal? Especially when you're making yeah. millions of dollars off the player. You, you know, we There used to be you know an NCAA football game. They got rid of that because the players sued. And they were right. You're using their likeness and they're not getting paid. So I do understand yeah. that. You know, I understand that. Especially a lot of those players get hurt. You'll make it to the next level. Especially, you know, yes. you have NFL and and M- NBA. You know, I, I feel like a lot of those players, you know, they make the university tons of money. And anytime a corporation is making money because of something you're doing, correct. I agree. You should be you should be benefited from that. You should be compensated. And you should. That's the word I was looking yeah, for. Thank you. Good. Compensated for that. But that's how. I saw it as I was like, you know what? I understand. No, the players should get paid, you know, especially if they're bringing in a lot of money. You have jersey sales that they're not touching. You know, again, there's a game and the game went away. Now it's coming back. So I understand that, you know, his glory days could be in college. Even if he has a great, what if he had, you know, his senior year, you know, or junior year, because you can come out after three years, you know, mm-hmm. say he's a top prospect going, you know, going to go into the season, you know, four or five games in, blows his knee out. He goes from a first round pick to making, you know, maybe, Fifty, sixty million dollars, you know, on his first contract to, you know, becoming a fourth or fifth round pick, where he's making maybe a million dollars and he's fighting for a roster spot. Well, exactly right. So you got to make it. I mean, a pro football player's career is very short. Exactly. You never know. You know, God forbid anything happens. You know, you have concussions is a is a big issue that could happen. Exactly. Just knees, anything. You know, anything yes. can happen out of nowhere. So that's why. I think the NIL deals and they, I think it's good. 
I think it's good for the players, for the game of college football. Now that goes into, okay, TV deals. Now the university needs to make more money. And that's why the Big East left, because their TV deal is running out. So you had right. most of the major teams from there went to different conferences. Oh, okay. So then you had, you know, you have the Power Five, which will be, I'm making up the new name of the Core Four, but the Power Five, which is the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the uh, SEC, and the Pac-12. And okay. all of them, well, two, two of those conferences already renegotiated contracts with the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12 contract was expiring not till next year. They jumped the line, renegotiated their TV deal before the Pac-12. Oh, and wow. that's why the Pac-12 crumbled. Because then the Pac-12 couldn't get anybody. Was, I think they're, they're going to go to Apple and nobody stream on Apple. I mean, I, I mean, I have Apple TV, but am I going to pay extra for that? No. The majority of viewers are, are listening on regular cable or watching well, yeah, on regular They're watching like that. You know, CBS, NBC, ABC, ESPN, those were you're going to be. So that's yes. where the people, that's where all those conferences negotiated. So as soon as the Big 12 jumped the line in front of the Pac-12, you had USC and UCLA, you know, Southern California go, okay, we're going to leave. They leave, go to the Big 10, which geographically makes zero sense because, you know, all the teams are, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, you know, Wisconsin, it's Midwest. You have Rutgers and Maryland, which are on the East Coast, but yeah, teams on, you know, in the Midwest in a sense. And Penn State, but you no, know, for Rutgers and stuff, that's not that far of a trip. Maryland's not that big of a trip, but now you have UCL, UCLA, USC. Then you had Oregon and Washington jump ship. Oh, Colorado was last Big 12 team. Just hit, right. just hit me because they left after <laughs> USC and UCLA. And then they went to the Big 12, you Colorado leave. And then, then you had all those giant rumors swirling of, oh, Oregon and Washington, they're going to the Big 10, they're going to the Big 10. That needle dropped, and then the next day, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah left for the Big 12. And now you have wow. four teams, in a sense, in flux. With Stanford and Cal, you know, they're big universities. They're trying to join the Atlantic Coastal Conference, which all the teams are – yeah, you have Clemson, which is in South Carolina, Florida State. Miami, all on the East Coast, and four of those schools actually voted against them, so they're still trying to come in and out. And those, again, those schools want to leave the ACC because they don't think the what, money's there. Jake, what U.S. Um, conference was UBC in? Uh, none of these ones because they were in Div Two. Yeah. So Div. Oh, okay. So th- these are Div, these are the Div One uh, divisions. So division, so, so division one actually has two like subsets. There's FBS and FCS. So FBS is where all the major schools are, all the money is. And FCS is where like the lower end of division one schools are. Not as much money. People really don't watch that really on TV. So, but FBS is where you want to be. You can go, you can move up, but you have to move up is by uh, population. Like how many people actually go to your school, like attendance. And then I'll ask you the money you're getting, especially from outside sources. Oh, Bu- really? Building okay. facilities, cool. building university up. Yeah. Just, okay, you know, now you have, you know, I just as an example, I mean, you have 30,000 students or whatever. Okay, now you can move from Division two to like the subdivision, Division one, And then you can move right. up again. I think it's that. I think it's also how many sports you offer. Like if you're offering like a full plethora of like all the sports or not. Because I know that's an issue right. with some people actually trying to realign in conferences is some teams aren't 
some uni- major universities don't offer all of like women's sports and stuff like that. So I know that's an issue as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So we've been Jake. Just to catch up, we've been talking about everything to do with college. I have been. So if you I've been to... in and out of uh, being able to hear you guys and, and technical issues. Yeah, we. Uh, if you have seen you coming in and out. If questions, <laughs> go ahead, Jake. Uh, honestly, I think the the big thing you guys were just talking about was the the realignment of the of the conferences and all the craziness with that because it's been pretty front and center, even for someone who doesn't watch a lot of a lot of college ball it's been taught being talked about with a lot of different uh sports uh, places so it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens with that and what the ultimate outcome will be i i think it's going to go to where there's just going to be almost an nfl style you have like afc nfc however team many teams you want to put in there east coast west coast then you have a playoff and that's it well then if i'm Correct. They're expanding the playoff format next season, or is it this season? Next season. This season's still four. I think next season is 12 or whatever they're doing, or eight and then 12. I think they're doing something along those lines. But I think it's next season that they're doing it. And they're going to have, like, the, the the top seeds will be home for the first round of the playoffs, and then it'll be neutral site for my run, because now it's two neutral site games. But the higher seed gets the closer game. So, say, if it's Georgia, if the one of the bolts – because it's bowl, they're bowl, BCS bowl games, which doesn't, they don't matter if you're not in the pause playoff. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't matter. You get some money, but it <laughs> they, doesn't. They used to mean something, and then they decided they, to put in a playoff they, format. Because you used to have the BCS, which is a computer generated, oh, this team's won because of this and this and this, and now people just vote on it. This is the team I like. I think this team's better than this team. So, at the end of the day, I feel like you're, you're going to get rid of the, the lower end teams that are irrelevant in the big, you know, in Division One. My team included, very relevant. I'll say it. Love, I love them, but they're relevant. You know, they're going to win three games this year. If that, so at the end of the day, you're going to get rid of them. You're going to keep all the bigger schools that make money. They're all going to play each other. It's going to be like a super league. It, you think that's where it's headed? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. it's all about the money now. I mean, it's good and bad. Wouldn't it make it easier for a casual fan to watch if there's one super league? In a sense. And the bottom five drop out, the top five from another league move in. See, I would actually personally, I would love that. They had like a, almost like a relegation where you have, you know, 32 teams, whatever you're doing, they play the bottom three. I see, I would love it if there's two sets of playoffs. You have the playoff for the championship and you have the playoff for relegation and promotion where you yeah. have the one, the bottom three and the top three from below all play each other. So, like, the best worst team plays, you know, the worst team that got there. Yes. If you lose, you drop, you win, you're, you know, you stay or you go up. I would I would like that. That I would love to see that if, you're, if it's going towards that. Very but, similar but, to how would... how footy leagues are across the world. You've got your your top divisions, you've got your middle divisions and bottom divisions, right? Yeah. It only makes sense, especially with something like college where your players are changing out so often. You're gonna keep them what, maybe three years, two years? Yeah, three they have to say at least three years. But again, there's sure. a thing where so you can be redshirted which I know you guys aren't going to understand, so I'm going to explain it to you. So say you go in as a freshman. You know he's not going to play. You're not going to play. They can give you a red shirt. So technically, that year is not you're not you're not eligible, which means – I've heard that. Yep, which means you can play still another four years and be college for five years. So you can be redshirted, and you can technically go into the draft as a redshirt sophomore instead of being a junior. Technically, you're a junior academic-wise, but you're a sophomore – 
in the eyes of the end of uh, NCAA, you're technically a sophomore. So you which, you can play the which three means years. rookie. And it's, yeah, so you can yeah you can play for three years. So if you play the three years, then you can go into the NFL draft as long as you're in college for three. Years. And so it's three years, and then you can go into the NFL draft. Yes, three Is, years. That's the way it works. Yep. So ever okay. even if you're registered for one year, it's as long as you're in college for three years, you can go into the NFL draft, which I understand. Gotcha. NFL's grown, man. No, which which is your team? Who's your team? So, um, West Virginia University is where I went, so that's my team. Okay. They were good. They were exciting. They used to be good. Coach left. Coach they have now, I didn't like to hire. He has taken them pretty much to irrelevancy. Like, we're not competitive, especially in the conference. Uh, I right. think he gets fired this year, in all honesty. And which conference are, is Western University oh, West in? West Virginia. They're in the Big 12. West Virginia? They're in the Big 12, and they're nowhere close to any – now they're a little bit closer. But last year, their closest opponent, I think, is Iowa State, and that's pretty far in the Midwest. Like, they're traveling a lot. So that's a lot of travel. Oh, yeah, they had a lot of travel. So No doubt. Jake, what is your team? Which college team did you decide to take? So I went through a very extensive process of uh, randomly selecting a team. And the reason I chose this team is because I know someone who lives about 10 minutes away from the, the, the stadium. And I told him I made the selection. And he asked me, why would you choose that team? I even know they're terrible. And I chose the Arizona State University, the Sun Devils. Who are moving to the Big 12. And all three of our teams are in the same conference. Well, actually, <laughs> the SEC. So technically, his would be gone, and yours would come in. So, but this year, my I'm in the Big Twelve. Yep. I'm, I'm not. Yep, you're in the Big Twelve. You play us. And the team that I took, and I'll kind of explain how to everybody how it happened, was on my other show that I sometimes co-host. Uh, the Rod Peterson show, I let the audience pick a team for me because I just didn't know. I think the audience knew I was a wrestling fan, so they picked the Oklahoma Sooners uh, because of Jim Ross, of course. So I am going to be paying attention to the Sooners. How are the Sooners going to do? What, how, let, break down three teams. You already kind of broke down yours saying so, they suck. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be good. So, again, I think Oklahoma will be really good this year. Uh, we can go through their schedule. I actually took some notes on this because I was, you know, perfect to the information. So I did both of your teams. Breakdowns of their what I think they're gonna win loss, and I also you know put a little the betting twist on it. I looked after of what I picked to see what you know Vegas thinks they're gonna do. I was pretty much mm-hmm. spot on on both. Oh, nice. very close. Nice. So for Oklahoma, they open against Arkansas State, which is a cupcake. That's a win. That's one or no. Okay. They play SMU, another cupcake. It's a win. I like it. They play Tulsa. Two and zero. Another cupcake. It's three and zero. Three and zero. Then they open up Big Twelve play. They play Cincinnati. Also think that's a win. Four and zero. Iowa State. I think that's another win. So it's five. Five and zero. Going into the biggest game for them, which is the Red River rivalry against Texas. I think this is going to be a close game, and I do think they lose this game to Texas. I think it's close. I think they lose. They're five and we're five and one, but I do. I, I'm still taking. Texas is really good. As people say, Texas is back. I do think they're going to be good this year, so I do think they'll lose that game. Then they play University of Central Florida, another win. Kansas, 
Another win. I picked a good team, Jake. You did, yeah. You did not. I think uh, they'll be better in, in year two under their new head coach. They play Oklahoma State another rivalry game, which is called Bedlam. I think they lose that Bedlam. one. I think they. Lose, I think it's a close game. I just think Oklahoma State somehow pulls it out. And so again, rivalry games—you never know what could happen. Doesn't matter if one team's great, another team is terrible. Always any given close. Sunday. Exactly. It's always going to be close to rivalry. Any given Saturday. Yeah, uh, I, I just feel like Oklahoma State will win. I think it'll be a close game. I think they win. Then they play my school. Probably 20 to 30 point win. Oklahoma wins. <laughs> they're, I'm telling you, they're not going to be good. Okay. My, my, my team opens up at the number, I think, Penn State. I think they're seven or eight. And the, the spread's 20 and a half, and I still don't think they cover it. I think they lose by 35. They're not going to score. They're not good. Did you? Did you guys hear about the university, the Canadian university? They already started their um, league this last weekend. And there was a, I forget what team it was. Jake probably knows, but it was 83 to nothing. Was the score. I'm like, they, there's going to be a mercy rule in there somewhere. Not in so, college ball. In, in amateur ball, we have a mercy rule, but it, we just speed up the clock. <laughs> in college, especially now, you got to impress no matter who you play. You got to run up the yeah. score to impress the college football committee. So we have two well, more games do, right? left on Oklahoma State. Go ahead. They play BYU, which I think is a win. And TCU is going to be a big game. And I think they win. I think they're going to finish 10 and 2 for the regular season. Wow. Vegas has an over under of nine and a half. So I you're taking right the over around, on the nine and a half. I, I think they're right around nine, 10 wins. Now, do you think that the 10 and 2 is. A- is going to be a good enough record to get into the, the playoffs. No, because the Oklahoma State loss, I think, is going to, is going to hurt them. Being a two-loss team. Hold, hold on. Hold the phone. They have a record of 10, to t- 10 wins and two losses, and you're telling me they're not going to make the playoffs? No. What the fudge is going on down in the States? It's tough, man. <laughs> and two losses, and I'm not being in the SEC or Big Ten hurts them. The Big 12 isn't as strong as a conference. Losing two games in a conference is going to be tough. Even if they go to the Big 12 championship and win, which would be 11-2, and and say they, you know, uh, revenge their loss against Texas, because I think Texas probably would, is going to be there, even if they revenge their loss, which probably would knock Texas out of the college football playoff. Because if they're that good, I think Texas would probably win 11 games or so. Would knock them out, which would, again, be good revenge. But, yeah, 10-2 and two is it's a good season, but... For not being in a power, like the two priority conferences, probably not going to make. How many teams get into the playoffs? Four. And from all the different conferences, only four teams. So technically, I mean, yeah, you can make it from another conference, but I mean, it's borderline impossible. You because the other conferences are the teams are playing week in and week out, or at least decent, or you know, you're playing a top ten team or top twenty five team, so you know you're going to play somebody good. And if right. you win, you win. You know, you can get away with one loss, especially if it's another good team. You know, if there's a th- thing as a good loss, you know, one maybe. Two is tough. Two is tough. To really? Win. So you pretty much have to run the board you're or damn close running, to it. You're running the table or your one loss is to probably another team that's making the college football playoff or is like on the cusp or is right there. So the teams that are making the playoffs are like, um, they they're, they're they're undefeated. That's they're what I'm undefeated. Or they have they're undefeated. I mean, really, even in the 
Wow. Yeah. You can see, like last year, I was watching. I don't think TCU deserved to be in the college football playoff last year. Out of the Big 12, they lost in the conference championship. They were 11 and 1. Okay. But looking at them, I don't think I don't think they were better than Alabama, who had two losses, playing in SEC. Their quarterback was hurt, who went first overall. The Panthers. Bryce well, let's Young. see, and that's where you can use power rankings, uh, Jake, is because not all the teams play each other. Exactly. So power rankings should come into well, play they, at some it's point. It's the they they, they no they're the possible committee, and they're all supposed to watch the games. So they have the eye test. This team, I think, looks better than this team. You know, and then they rank them. So that's how they get their rankings. <laughs> Every year, but you have every, that week, every week. Come in, I think, halfway into the season. I think is when they actually do the college football playoff. Like now, it's just the Associated Press and like the coaches' polls or the coaches' vote, which they do take into consideration. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's I think this team's better. I think this team's better. Why, why do you think this? Why do you think that? And that's how they come. And that was, is it a vote or is it so uh, vote. just like okay? Yeah, so they do vote. Like they sit down, they vote, and they go, "Okay, this is it," and then. At the end of the year, you know, after the conference, I think that's Sunday, they uh, actually vote on who, you know, who's come, who's going to be in the playoff or not. And they have, like, the reveal show, I think, right before, I think, the, the, the NFL games kick off at one, which is it's good marketing. It's good planning for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so okay, so that's mine. What about Jake? Well, he's gone. Do you want me to wait for him? Oh, no, he's he's there. Uh, okay, he's back. I said, yeah, there I he is. So he's gone. I'm trying to get him to to fix his his mic somehow. I make no guarantees. We're working on technical difficulties. All the technical difficulties for this guy today, huh? No, must doubt be it. me. <laughs> so for 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 his team, Arizona State, you know. But first off, a, first off, the party comes first when it comes to Arizona State. This is what I've learned. And if I was choosing a school to go to personally, Arizona State would probably be pretty high up there because it sounds uh, like it's a party. All I'm saying is. All I'm saying is my school had riots after we won some games. Fair, I saw them fair. Yep. Well, so we I, I mean, Baylor. Canucks fans would fit in there. So, I mean, 70 to 63 is a pretty exciting game. That's, yeah. Okay. That was a fir- our first game of the Big 12. Yep, 70 to 63. See, that's why I think I would enjoy college football because it's so high scoring. So there's a lot. I mean, it's changed because, again, I think – and we were part of that air raid offense. You know, we were throwing the ball around. You know, Geno Smith was our quarterback when I was in school. You know, NFL quarterback. Oh, okay. We had Tavon Austin. I think uh, he he was a first round pick. You know, it didn't turn out well, but he was great in college. You know, so there are some weapons. And if you have weapons and a quarterback, you're going to put up points in college, which is yeah. I, that and I, I that's why I love it. You know, seventy points is great. You gave up sixty three. You know, but. See, that's why people, and I've heard people refer, um, the CFL is more like uh, college football than the NFL, just because you, they air it out a whole lot more in the in college. Um, I mean, NFL is starting to air the ball out a whole lot more in comparison to what it was 10 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I think just because you have more talent now, I think you have more talent at the quarterback position, especially yes. with you can't hit them anymore with the penalties. You know, you really can't hit him. He throws it. You know, you can't hit him. You can't touch his head. You know, you can't hit him below the yeah. waist. So, you know, you, you you have time to throw. You have, I think there's exactly. a lot of better athletes. There's a lot of good receivers now. And you don't really need a great, great of a run game to win. True and true story. Like, it is, I, right? I, and, I mean, being a receiver myself, I, I think uh, tossing the ball. If the American t- t- uh, game could get rid of the nine minutes you have in between each play – 
and uh, go to the 22nd clock like the CFL does, I think it would be a way better game. But that's just me. Speeds up the game. Way Look faster, that's for sure. Look at baseball. They sped up the game. Yep. It has, I've, right? I've gone to some games this year, and I saw two different teams sort of 10 runs, and the game was over in two and a half hours. Well, when you can finish a baseball game under three hours, that's it's showing that it's work, the, the – the uh, pitch clock is working, so now they got to work on the play clock. In my, because I mean, how how often do you see over a three hour football game? It's like holy crap. But in a sense, at least a football, it's consistent. Hey, you know, but I mean, yeah, between the huddles, like it's play, then you know, huddle, play, huddle, yes. play. It's still, I think, flows better. I mean, I I love baseball, but I think it does flow better than baseball does. Like the game wise, again, football, oh for sure, puck the network flows better than the. Plus, the network's with way too much money with all the commercials for the NFL. Yes. A lot of ad money. A lot of ad yeah, money. Huge. All right. Well, I will get into your uh, your team. Yes. Yes. So, they play South Utah University week one. That should be a win because I don't even know who they are. <laughs> don't know who they are. Or, or maybe F- FCS. I'm not sure. And then we all have – all three of us have a common opponent this year, Oklahoma State. Do not think they win that game. So I think that's one and one. Then then you play Fresno State. That's that's a win. So that's two and one. So there you go. That's a winning record. I'll take it. it just uh, there. Th- then you play USC. Uh, uh, I wouldn't watch that if I was you, unless you want to watch <laughs> the first overall pick in the in the draft next year of Caleb Williams, the quarterback at USC. He's phenomenal. He's really good. So uh, if you want to watch exciting and points. Watch USC. They don't play defense, and they score a lot of points. doesn't matter who their opponent is. They will put up, you know, 50 points, but they might give up, like, you know, 28 to 30, which they did this past week to a team that's nowhere near their competition. It's just they <laughs> But that that quarterback is ungodly, I'll say. he's. Really, I think he's going to be the next almost Patrick Mahomes. So he can nice. run better. So he's going to be good. Then they play Cal, which I think is a win. So you're what, one – Three and two is not bad. Then you play yeah. Coach Prime in Colorado. I think that's a loss. You play Washington, who's going to be, I think, pretty good this year. That's another loss. Play Washington State. It's probably another loss. You play uh, Utah. They're pretty good. That's another loss. You play UCLA. That's Chip Kelly. He likes to put up points. That's another loss. You play Oregon. They're good. That's a lot of losses. That's Jake. another loss. Yeah, we, basically, we I'm, I'm learning. I have the opposite win uh, rate of your team. Close. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna lose to the Ducks, and then I think you beat Arizona because they're not good either. So you're gonna go four and eight, which you would not be hey. bowl eligible because that you have to go five hundred for that. With six and six. You have to be five hundred to get into any bowl. So you have to go six and six, but. During the COVID year, I think a couple teams that were five wins got in because of COVID. But usually you have to at least go six and six to make a bowl gotcha. game. Now your team, Mister Kyle. Uh, I didn't even do it. I can. Tell you <laughs> they're going to go three and nine. Maybe it was too painful. Two, two and eight. They're going to lose. They're going to lose week one. I think week two they play Duquesne. That's a win. They play Virginia Tech out of conference. Maybe they win that game. And then they play Pitt out of conference. I think maybe that's a win. Or maybe they'll beat UCF or somebody, but that's it. Three wins, no. maybe four. They're going to lose the rest of the games. They're not going to be competitive. 
Gotcha. So the really the only chance of making a playoff is this guy over here. You have a shot. Do I think you will? No, but I do think there's there's a chance. Think- well, I'm gonna find a bet somewhere I can bet. I'm gonna make a five dollar bet online that we make the playoffs. I think if you bet the that's gotta be a bet to be to to win the Big Twelve is gonna be good money because Texas is definitely number one to win the Big Twelve. Oh, there you go. No, I'm gonna see how about how big this what what kind of money I can make with a five dollar bet. I'll go to VIP bets and see if I can't put five bucks on it. What do you think, Jake? I I think it's a good bet. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to hear you complain that you get screwed on like the last game of the season or something, because that's your luck. I mean, all I'm saying is if they beat Texas, when was that? Two, three, four, five. Week six or so, week six or seven. If there's a bye week thrown in there, I just the the teams. If they beat Texas and they're like seven or zero, then we're talking. Then we're talking. That Texas game's the big Who? one because I think they're gonna win. The other game shouldn't be that close. Cincinnati's not good, and Iowa State's not that great this year. So that Texas yeah. game is going to be the big one. You win that rivalry game, that's that's a big win. Okay, here we go. Week seven, Jake, pay Six attention. Or seven now. You might have a bye week. No, I got a question for you, and I'm going to tie it into the CFL because we're a CFL heavy show right now. We have uh, Mr. Nathan Nathan Rourke, uh, who was just put on waivers from uh, Jaguars. Just put him on waivers just before we went on the. Air, which was kind of disappointing, but I kind of knew that it was going to happen. We had in, I had inside information from another place that it was going to happen. So um, now the question is, does he get picked? In your, you watch a lot of NFL, obviously. Does he get picked up by another team, or does he end up on a practice roster? He could end up on a practice squad, which, again, is not the worst-case scenario. You never know. Corbett gets hurt, called up. Nope. One of you know, West Virginia quarterback, you know, Will Greer, who's in Dallas, just got cut because Trey Lance got traded there. Even though he balled out the last preseason game, I think he threw for almost like three fifty. Yeah. So I mean, I think he gets picked up by practice squad. So again, it's never the you know, then you know, and playing on practice squad, you're still getting, you know, some money. It's not like you're playing for nothing. Yeah. I think he has a guaranteed contract of seven fifty or something. That's not bad. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's not hard to take. Uh, it ain't, more it ain't money hard than hard to take. I'd say more money than he's probably making playing in the CFL. Yeah, he'd probably make it six hundred if he was playing in the CFL, five six hundred thousand. So that's not CFL. bad at all. That he's yeah. Yeah. It's whether he wants to play or not. Correct, but I mean, right. I would take that. You're not getting hit. You can't get hit in practice. You don't have the quarterbacks in practice. I take half of that. Yeah, it's guaranteed money. Hold the clipboard. Hello. Exactly. No, I, I think we'll find – I think there'll be some rumors starting tonight. Um, I know you put – the old man, you put in there, will something be leaked? I don't think it'll be fully leaked. I think there'll be some innuendo on people who – organizations talking about potentially putting in a claim on them. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I saw there's a couple quarterbacks that got cut. A couple quarterbacks got injured. I think somebody's backup uh, towards ACL or something, so he's done. So – well, and, and that's the big thing. All it takes is one injury, not even to the starter, to a to a backup in practice, and all of a sudden you're on the 53 man roster, right? So yep. now his brother, um, Curtis Rourke, um, Ohio Bobcats. They're Division One, but yeah, doesn't doesn't matter. I think they're um, in the MAC. They're definitely in the MAC. That doesn't matter. 
he's been rated as the top CFL um, candidate for our draft pick. But most teams are saying we're not going to take him because they figure he's going to go NFL. He could have a uh, shot, in- you know. I mean, there's quarterbacks, you know, don't that don't go to major universities that make it. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is an example. He went to you know uh, Miami University of Ohio. You know, gets drafted mm-hmm. first round. You know, you have sorry, Flat- sorry, did you say the Miami University of Ohio? Yes, there is. There, the right, Red so just. Yeah, no, that's that's a Division One university. Yeah, I was just nodding my head, going, yeah. "What?" Not not the Hurricanes, not the U. Back in the nineties, you know, early two thousands, not them. There he is. Joe Flacco of Delaware. You know, went to the University of Delaware. Jimmy Garoppolo also, I think, went to Delaware or something weird like that. Tony Romo, Eastern Illinois. You know, you have quarterbacks that can make it out of you know, non go Power Five conferences. Well, you look at any of the big quarterbacks. I mean, they had to have gotten that opportunity because to be able to they were a backup at one time and Patrick Mahomes I saw him play in college and he wasn't that great he wasn't that great he's a 500 they're 500 he was 500 in college he could uh, honestly he could go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever played a game exactly and look at Tom Brady who is well known as being the GOAT the only reason he got into the game was because um what's name got hurt Bledsoe got hurt and Brady never took it back or never gave it back he said this is my team now Brady in college didn't start. He was got beat up by a baseball player, Drew Henson. Okay, who went to play? Who went to the Yankees and played third base and tried to come back and play NFL because he couldn't. He wasn't good enough to make the majors. He wasn't good enough in the majors. I was gonna say, and drafted what? Brady was dra- drafted in the sixth round, seventh round. One ninety nine. I think that's the end of the sixth. Yeah. And yeah. You never know. Hey, and so, you're right. In the right situation. I think you found the right coach. That team was set up with good defense. The offense was okay. He just had the game managed until he became. You know, first as being a quarterback. You know, it wasn't his team when he, you know, first couple of years, that wasn't his team. You know, he was a good game manager. And that's back in the mm-hmm. NFL where a run game, playing good defense, won you championships. Unfortunately, though, in the NFL, so much politics plays so much into who's going to play, not only be number QB1, but more so who's going to be QB2. Because um, if it was just pure talent, Rourke is going. Rourke is QB two in in. Um, who is their backup? I don't know who their backup is. A uh, guy they just drafted last year or the year before, I believe. I'm trying to think who their backup. Lawrence is their starter, but I'm trying to think who their backup is. Oh, I can't. I just looked it up before and I can't think of yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. Apparently, think of he's he's friends with some coaches, or his parents are friends with some coaches, and it's like, yeah, um. I'm always going to bring it back to the CFL because that's my that's my thing. You get it, and we're we're talking about uh, quarterbacks that made it. You look at Flutie. I mean, Flutie oh, wasn't given an opportunity Flutie. in the NFL. Came up here and freaking lit it up for years. Went back to Buffalo. Yeah, was so good they they gave Flutie him the Flutie flakes. flakes. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then benched him going into the playoffs. Yeah. I'll tie it back to college football. He probably had one of the most improbable upset wins ever in college football on a Hail Mary throw against yes. the University of Miami when he went to Boston College. Boston College, the Hail so, Mary. Yeah, I, so everything ties into each other. I, I loved Flutie when I was a kid. Ran around, just oh. bombed it up. Everyone, I, He wasn't the quarterback. He played for my BC Lions, and um, I think that was his first – well, maybe Calgary was his first team in the CFL, then BC. But anyways – uh, well, he's won great cups up here. He was 
yeah, he burned it up. So it's C.J. Bethard that is. The, oh, C.J. Um, Bethard. Okay, I know who he is. He went yeah. to Iowa. Okay, he's he's okay. He's an okay backup. He's not bad. He played yeah. for. Uh, he's on San Francisco. Yeah, they they say he's a VAP, so he's not bad. He's not a bad backup. He's okay. We'll see. Sure, I mean, I still think he's going to make a fifty-three man roster. That's my bet. Being Rourke, um, the kid's got talent. Um, we see an employee up here in BC uh, last year, and I've watched football for a lot of years. I haven't seen a kid quite with that much talent. And then just in the uh, preseason, I know it's preseason in the NFL; it doesn't really count. But that kid freaking lit it up. And that's why you can watch college football. You can see, oh, this kid looks good. This kid, you know, I think he would. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. It's a perfect, yeah, it's a perfect, you know, streamlining the NFL. If, you you know, when you guys get into NFL, you can see, okay, this guy's good. This is, you know, my team needs. This guy looks good at this position. You know, I don't want them to take this guy. This guy might, you know, not fit them. You know, so. And not only that, there's a lot of um, college, U.S. college players coming up playing CFL as well. Oh, yeah. Just think about it. There's only 250-something picks in the NFL. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, after the third round, after that, you're fighting for a position. Even in the third round, kind of, you know, fourth to seventh to undrafted, those, all those guys are fighting to try to make a 53 man roster in a practice squad. So take all that player pool. Where are they going to play? The XFL? Is it? For how many more years, how many seasons is it going to last? Because it lost so much money last year. Well, I think, I think that's going to, I think the, the Saudis are buying a lot of stuff. I can see them buying the XFL. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. I could see them buying the XFL. Yeah, because you're on off season; you're not competing against the NFL. Yeah, and they can start dumping money into the XFL. Maybe if you got somebody, maybe you're stealing these college kids away. Some of these better college kids away because you're going to pay them more to make their game better, and then now you have to get bought out by the NFL because then you're competing against that. They said live golf would never work. Look what Hmm. happened. And now they're murdering yeah, with I'm the PGA. They're never going to negotiate. Never going to negotiate. What happened? All the players can't yep. because they get more money. And now all of the players that stayed, like Rory McIlroy, you know, he kind of got screwed. Well, he didn't yeah, take the money. He? he stayed, you know, loyal to the PGA. And the PGA goes, okay. And then you made a deal with him behind all their backs. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's a possibility Scummy. of them buying yeah. it. I think it'd be smart. Like, Look at all they're trying to buy all the all, they're getting all the soccer players that go you know to the Saudi leagues. They're trying to buy. Yep. I think one of them is trying to buy Chelsea. Even Manchester United is up for they they want they want to buy. You know, probably one of everything's for sale, right, Jake? Yep. One of the most the right you know, soccer teams in all of, you know all of the world, Manchester United, and they're trying to buy them. So everybody has a price, and when you're hitting the billions, it's not hard to swallow to take it. Okay. You know, so. What do you think, Jake? Any other questions? Oh, you want me to I've go got nothing. The, uh, I was like, you want me to go through the, the key games in September? Yeah, let's go through the key games in September. And I'll give okay. you my predictions. So Thursday, 31st, you got University of Florida versus Utah. This was a big game last year because the quarterback was Anthony Richards, who's the quarterback of the Colts now, and upset Utah last year at home. Pretty much ended Utah's chance of getting into the college football playoff because they actually went on a roll, Ooh. beat USC in the – the Pac-12 was a big loss for them. Utah's still good. I think they're going to win that game 42-31. to 31. Ooh. They're at home. I think they'll win. They're better. Florida lost their quarterback. Traveling to, you know, out to the West Coast in a sense of Utah, I think they, I think they lose. Probably the best game of September, I think, in my opinion, is LSU versus Florida State 
on Sunday. It's a Sunday night game, 7.30. LSU lost to Florida State last year by one point because they missed an extra point. After they scored a touchdown, as time expired, they missed the extra point. And the extra point is not the NFL. It's at the two-yard line. How do you miss that, then? He missed it. Choked? Don't know. He choked. Hold on. You're, the extra point is kicked from the two-yard line? It used to be NFL as well, and then they moved it back. Yeah. Uh, yep. CFL used to have it that way, too. Very hard to miss it. But, yeah, so they uh, they lost by one point. I think they get their revenge this year. I think it's a 35-34 LSU win. Yep. Okay. I think they win by one because Florida State misses an extra point. Thing comes full Ooh. circle. I'm not saying at the end of the game. I'm saying they miss or it gets blocked or something happens or they go for two randomly at the beginning of the game and it comes back to bite them if they lose by one. Then we have one of your favorite teams, Texas, the following weekend against Alabama. Mm. In Alabama. I think even though Alabama lost a lot of talent, they still replaced a lot of talent. And it's tough to pick against Nick Saban. I think they're going to win that game 31-27. But, again, I think the game can go either way. And that has major – both those last two games I went over have major college football implications. Because if, if Texas loses to Alabama, if they're done. And I think the, the loser of LSU, FSU, Florida State, I think is pretty much done. And you're done week one. You're, you know – That's brutal. Pretty much eliminated week one. I do think they're That's shocked brutal. to come back, especially LSU, because they still have to play Alabama. I think they, they – I don't even play Georgia this year. But they still have, you know, good talent to play to come back. I think they could come back from a loss than Florida State, but it's tough. Then we, next week, not too many good games. So we're going to go to the, the, the end of the month of September. You have Ole Miss at Alabama, which is always a good game because you have the Ole Miss coach who used to be under uh, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin. I'm sure you know that name. He used to coach in the NFL, coach from college. Those games are usually high scoring. and keep it close enough, but I do think Alabama wins 56 to 38. I have Florida State against Clemson on the 23rd as well, which in fact I think Florida State wins on the road at Clemson, 45-35. to 35. I think, again, if somehow they pull out game off against LSU, winning, beating two top 10 teams the first month of the year, they're on a pretty good roll to, to go undefeated and make it to that college football playoff. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. But I think – those are their two huge games for them, especially to open up the you know the month first month of the season. You have, yeah, yep. You got Ohio State and Notre Dame. I think Ohio State again. They don't have the quarterback, but they have a lot of weapons, a lot of good receivers. They have the son of Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a top ten pick in the NFL if he stays healthy. He's insanely talented, and I think they're going to win thirty eight to twenty four. I actually don't oh, that'll be a good game to watch. I don't think that game's going to be that close. I think Ohio State's going to pull away. I just I don't know why. I just don't think Notre Dame's that good. I always think they're kind of overhyped, like the Cowboys in the NFL. I think they're kind of like an they, overhyped. They, they, they got the name recognition. Correct. I think they're kind of overhyped. I don't think they're gonna they're they're going to be that great. Then we have a big a Big Ten team, Big Ten two Big Ten teams that I think you know the Big Ten West is usually between Iowa and Wisconsin, and Iowa goes to Penn State. It's always a hard fought, you know, tough game. I think Penn State wins uh, twenty-one to seventeen. They're at home, but those games are always pretty low scoring. Iowa really doesn't have a good offense, so they usually, you know, they rely on their defense. I think Penn State's 
even though I don't like them either. I think they're, they have a shot. You know, I, I, I don't like them for a lot of reasons, but I do think they have a shot to run the table. I think they'll beat Iowa. I think they'll have a good game against Ohio State and Michigan later in the year. And then we have Utah again at the end of the month against Oregon State. I think they win that game 38-30. to 30. I think Utah's just just talented enough to beat Oregon State, who actually has a, has a quarterback from Clemson last year who transferred to Oregon State. He's good, but I don't think he's good enough to beat Utah. I think Utah's just that good. I don't know why. I just think Utah's going to be good this year. Even though they did lose you know, their tight end who went to the Bills, I think, in the first round, I think they're just strong enough to get through the first month of the year undefeated and make it. Uh, so that's it for September. If you want, cool. I can I can give you guys my predictions real quick of who I think is going to make it to the college football playoff this year and end on that. Let's do that. Let's do that, yeah. Okay, so I have, in no particular order, one through four, I have the University of Georgia, who's won the last two national championships. They did lose their quarterback, but cupcake schedule, SEC, I think they can run the table and lose one game or go undefeated. I think Alabama is going to go undefeated or lose one game. So that's two out of SEC. I have USC because I just think Caleb Williams and that offense is too high-powered. I don't think they lose. And I have Ohio State out of the Big Ten, upsetting Michigan and knocking them out at the end of the year. I think those are my four. I think there's a couple other teams that have a shot. I think Louisiana State, LSU, and the SEC has a shot. I think Clemson has a chance in the ACC to go undefeated. I think Florida State has a shot. Texas and Michigan. And that's it. I just don't think they're not going to Texas. Give me some love. Texas, I just don't think they're going to beat Texas. I think Oklahoma. Texas is going to beat Alabama. I think Texas has a shot to beat Alabama because, you know, you lost Bryce Young. You lost, you know, Will Anderson in their defense, even though they're replacing them with, you know, high-talented people. That could be – I mean, if Texas takes down Alabama, that game against Oklahoma, they win. They're running the table. And they're going to go to the – I'm going, they're going to, go to, to find me an Oklahoma Sooner flag right there. I will boo That's you. That's going to be my next purchase. I will boo you. <laughs> I will boo you. Sir. Awesome, awesome. So, how often are we going to do this, Jake, with Kyle? I want to say at least once a month. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I like do a check in at the end of September, beginning of October, see where things are because things can change so fast in college football, especially oh, if uh, if a player goes down or a, a star emerges out of nowhere, and you maybe your Sooners are completely defeated. Could like be. Like, I don't think they will be, but they could be. You never know. Crazy things have happened. There has been some crazy things, so yeah. Let's make it into early October because I'll be away at the end of September. Perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool, Thank Kyle. you so much, Kyle. Thank you so much. No problem. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Well, that was... Cool, cool. That was a lot of college football knowledge that I was not prepared for. My brain. Is uh, my full. head hurts. My, my, my brain, brain is too full. Yes. Um, and if you want to get your brain full of knowledge and information that you probably don't need, you can go head on over to HughSports.ca where we post our articles, our power rankings, our reviews of games some weeks, um, everything like that. Uh, we have had a very it's busy power rankings and power rankings some weeks. Yeah, you know, it's been a very busy, it's been a very busy month for us here at HughSports. And uh, we had weddings, we had uh, Rod Peterson show live broadcasting just down the road. It was a busy, busy week. Busy, busy, busy week. 
and and now I'm having technical issues and difficulties. So yeah, let's speed run. There. If you, your computer shut down or what? Yeah, it, as as the intro started rolling, I went to pull up stats for the CFL week, and all of a sudden my computer froze and shut down. And I was like, I have enough time. I'll, I'll be able to get it up. I didn't have enough time. So. So we had a member of the CFL Chatter Facebook group come come on and beak off, of course. Jeff Yermenko, big Blue Bombers fan. And he says, turns out Tiger, the Tiger is actually king of the jungle, eh, Kevin? Been trying to find a BC fan to say that all day, LOL. So do you want to go over real quick over the... Uh, over the games last week? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Get, get through these quick because we went way longer than we honestly expected to with Kyle, but it was a great conversation. So, so good. Yeah, lots, again, lots of insights. So let's go through. Friday night, we jumped uh, into Winnipeg, Montreal. Looks like they had the game close or in hand going into the, into the second half. And whatever adjustments the Blue Bombers made, they came out and said, no, 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 no. We are first in the West. Do not come at us. And they did. I hate to admit it. And I saw you chirping away, chirping away on Facebook like you always do. Well, well and I didn't – it wasn't like I thought um, Montreal was going to win because they hadn't scored an offensive touchdown. All I said was, oh, yeah, Caleras, best quarterback in the league, just threw two pick sixes. And as I was posting that, he threw his third interception of the game of the first half. I didn't I mean, say Winnipeg was going to lose. No, no, but you're still chirping. Mafia, they lit on fire. There was must have been 150 comments on that post. It was insanity. And then in the second half, Winnipeg came out and Claros. I didn't watch the game to be honest. I didn't watch any game this week. Um, but just the second half, like, and I don't know what happens, like. Obviously, halftime adjustments are made. And is it that Blue Bombers yeah. and Michael Scher are that good at the halftime adjustments? Yeah. Or did they just wake up? That, I think they went into the um, dressing room and said, boys, let's go out there and play like, we, we're, like we're men. Because we just played like we're boys. And that's what they did. They went back out there and kicked some freaking alouette butt. I was going to swear. Um Hey, Bombers look good. I got to hand it to them. I, yeah. I actually made the post that Bombers is probably one of the, are going to be the team in the West to go through. That's for sure. 100%. Um, then we had the Friday night game. Calgary fought it out and just, from my understanding, just aired it out versus Toronto. And like Kyle was talking about, the, there's some college teams that don't believe in defense. Apparently, neither do these two teams. It was like a title fight, man. They both stood in freaking toe-to-toe and threw haymakers the whole game. Bigleton for Calgary was on fire, some of the catches. But in the end, Chad Kelly proved that Chad Kelly is the best quarterback in the league. Um, And I saw rankings put out this week that showed that, yeah, he is the best quarterback According to all yacht nerd stuff that you pay attention to, yep. he literally is the best quarterback in the I mean, league. And Toronto came out of that one 39 31. Yep. Um, yeah. The, I mean, Calgary put up a very good, um, very good uh, offense with against Toronto. But when you have, yes. a, when you're putting up points and you're not stopping anyone, that 
you're going to lose to a better quarterback every single time. Exactly. And now let's jump to talk about this next game. No, we we got we got to touch on it because I've seen a lot of posts. Can you blame this game solely on the shoulders of Vernon Adams Jr.? And now just to preface, we were at a wedding on Saturday. Oh, right, yeah. We were not watching the game. Some of us were not watching the game because, you know, we had jobs to do at the wedding and others didn't. Um, I didn't listen to the game. We just had it on uh, a phone. Top to bottom, front to back, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, fans, the beer guy, uh, the ticket takers, um, the vendors on the street party. The underground plumbing. Nobody showed up to play this game. It was horrible. It was an embarrassment, to be honest. It was one of those, what the balls like being overthrown, underthrown, catches that should be made just weren't made. It was insane. It was, yeah, not cool. Yeah, I mean, not much else to say. I mean, uh, third string Hamilton really stepped in and, and took charge in that game. But, yeah. And now it's the conversation, and because I, I, I posted to this week's power rankings early today to, to generate a little bit of conversation. There's been a lot of conversation around, did the, did the Lions peak too early? Did they peak at the first three weeks of the season? Because we've seen a constant decline. Let's put it in this way. The Edmonton Elks have more wins in August than the BC Lions. Shut up. It's true. It's the dog days of summer. It's a long season. season starts, the season starts now. Really does. Uh, Labor Day, uh, the season starts now. Um, Powell did look good. Jeff Manko is commenting in the uh, thing. I mean, I confused who he was. He actually followed us here from the Rod Peterson show. My apologies, Jeff. Hello. Um, so, um, Powell for um, Hamilton did look really good. Yeah. Um, I honestly think the season starts down. I think you're going to see a different Lions team come out against Montreal on Saturday. So uh, they better. I, the if they is, lose on Saturday, we might not make the playoffs again. Well, I'm making the, that prediction. The problem is, is that now we, if we win against Hamilton, if the Lions win against Hamilton, we're in a two-man race for first in the West. Well, yeah, now we're not. Now we're closer to Saskatchewan in third place and not being able to host a game than we are yeah. first. Exactly. It's so scary. it's it's like scary. That. It's going to be an interesting interesting see to see what happens. Uh, starting again, starting this next week with Labor Day. Um, with Labor Day, are we going to go live on Tuesday instead of Monday? Because the yes, game's not going to be over till game. late. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be at the game on Monday and the game starts at four thirty, I think it is. It's yeah. a late start, which is really weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. CFL, I don't like the late start. But anyway, now used to always be a one thirty start. You had an eleven o'clock game back east and a one o'clock game here. One thirty, whatever it was. That now was I believe that could be to not com- try to compete with college football. You're gonna lose some of your Labor Day, Monday. College football doesn't play on Monday. We have I, we have it by ourselves. We have a evening game for Monday night football. So we're going to be pushing into that, talking about competing. 
Yeah, there's no NFL on. What are you talking about? Doesn't the NFL still? No, NFL doesn't start to the following week. Yeah. No. That's so, why they're doing it. Um, so, yeah, just so everyone knows, next week's show will be on Tuesday. Um, plus, at that point, we might have a very special announcement for the week following. Um, moving on, we finally... Oh, we both can't click the button. Uh, we get the Red Blacks going into Edmonton, where we have documented since 2019 the Elks have not won. Click the button, old man. And the Elks finally get a win. Woo! By a 10-point difference of 20 to 30. Who picked the Elks? This guy picked the Elks to win. Did you pick the Elks as well? Yes, sir. Me, you, Allison. I, you know what's funny is I missed two weeks of picking, right? I'm only yeah. four points behind you now. I know. <laughs> For those who don't know, we're talking about the CFL Pick'em Pool. Um, it's free to play. CFL Old Dutch gives out prizes every week, I believe, and a grand prize at the end of the season if you are the best at the CFL Pick'em. You get a great cup ticket. Thank you. I was like, I know there's a prize. What is? It's an um, all-expense paid trip to the Great Cup. No, I did not. Did you watch, watch this game? No, I um, was out real late uh, the night before, and then had to wake up real early for a wrestling event on uh, Saturday, and then came home and took a nap and nap right through the game. The crowd was so small, but the crowd was so loud. There was people accusing the Elks of pumping in. Um, crowd of noise, which they didn't. It was just a really loud crowd. Well, no, and to be fair to Edmonton, Commonwealth is a very large stadium, so a good-sized crowd could look very small there. Exactly. They had nineteen thousand, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I think twenty. I think it was twenty, close to their um, season average. I was convinced right up until two minutes left in the game, minute and a half left in the game, that they were going to blow it. Um, How could you not? Gave, with the, with, gave with Ottawa Edmonton. every chance to win. They give Ottawa every chance to win, and um, Ottawa didn't take advantage. And Ed, Edmonton gets away from the twenty-two and oh. Now they're twenty-two and one. Oh, oh, one and twenty-two. Sorry, they were zero oh and twenty-two at home. Um, fifteen hundred or nineteen hundred and no, fifteen hundred ninety-four days dating back to o- home. October twenty nineteen. October 12th, 2019. Trivia question. Who did they play that game? Did they beat us? That they, yes, they beat the BC Lions October 12th, 2019. That was the last team they beat at home. Until now, they finally broke the streak. There was a party happening in Edmonton. Wow. Gatorade was tossed on the coach. It was like they won the freaking Grey Cup. And good for them. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad the streak's over and we can move on. Now, let's pay attention. Edmonton's won two games in a row. Yep. They're, they're only one game behind Calgary and three games behind Edmonton. Oh, That's sorry. Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan plays Hamilton back to or Saskatchewan plays Winnipeg back to back. Very much could lose those two games. And Edmonton plays Calgary back to back very well, easily, the way Calgary's been playing, two wins. So all of a sudden, they're only one game out of a playoff spot. Interesting. There's got to be a fan somewhere. 
there's got to be a fan somewhere who put as a joke while they were very drunk in Edmonton because there's not much else you can do in Edmonton. Uh, put a hundred dollars down on them making the playoffs. Can you imagine that had to be five and it would have been like one on. Yeah, exactly. There's literally the batters would have been like, oh, okay, these hundred dollars we ever made, and now they're like, oh, there's actually a route where they can have this happen. But Edmonton needs just, to win these next two games. It's huge, huge. These next two games for Edmonton are huge for Edmonton, but they're also huge for Calgary. Correct. For the opposite reason. If yeah. Calgary loses these two games, now they're even if Calgary splits them, if Edmonton wins one, Calgary wins one, doesn't look good for Calgary at this point. No, exactly. Calgary 100%. needs to win. Calgary needs to win both of them. Edmonton needs to win both of them, which puts I love the CFL for this reason. Even though BC doesn't have that rivalry, we usually play Montreal. I don't know why it's not like Montreal's our rival, but it's they don't have a rival. Toronto has Hamilton. Um, the Banjo Bowl and the Liberty Cup. The Riders. Ooh, you're really bad again, your uh, sound. Um, the Riders. Um, have Winnipeg back-to-back. They go to the Banjo Bowl. We have the Labor Day Classic here, and then the rematch up in Edmonton. It used to be we played the Monday, and then the the rematch was the Friday. It was a short week. Always. It always used now to be that way. That. Yeah, now they switched it to the Sunday or the Saturday? Saturday, They switched it one I think it's Saturday, because you and I might be going up there to cover that game for the podcast. Yes, that was the announcement I was teasing for next oh, week. Shit. Good job. Way to go. Oh. Oops. Don't pay attention to me. You didn't tell me that. You got to tell me these things. I assume See, you this knew. This is what happens when we don't communicate. Your communication skills are lacking, young man. <laughs> so we already released the power rankings for this week. And because I'm on my mobile device, um, I'm just going to read out the power rankings from bottom to top. So, in number nine... Which, again, you didn't tell me you were going to release them before you release them. You release them. I was like, huh? you release the power rankings. Come on, I don't have to tell you anything. Apparently, you don't tell me shit. You're... So, I'm going to blow all your big announcements. All right, you know what? That's fair. You just won't know the big, big announcements next time. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll treat you, you like mushrooms. Read out your damn fake power rankings. My, oh, my, first off, my damn fake power rankings that started apparently a Facebook revolution. Everyone has their own goddamn power rankings. However, number nine, for the first time in the history of the Heath Sports Podcast, we have a new number nine. We have the Auto Blocks dropping two positions down. In number eight, we have the Calgary Stampeders, who also dropped two positions down. The Edmonton continuing their winning ways, move up two positions to number seven. In number six, the Hamilton Tiger Cats moving up two spots. In number five, the team that had the bye week this week, uh, and one of the only teams that didn't move around on the power rankings, the Rough Riders. Number four, we have your beloved BC Lions moving down. And moving up in their place to number three is the Montreal Alouettes, despite being blown out in their game. The move has nothing to do with the Alouettes. It has 100% more to do with what the BC Lions have shown the last couple of weeks. In number two, we have the Smurf Mafia 
in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And at number one, we have the team to beat this year in the CFL, the Toronto Argonauts. I, I didn't interrupt you, but your your sound is really crackly again. There's so nothing I'm just I can... going to go over yeah, I know. I'm just going to go over that again. So we Ottawa, starting at the bottom, coming up, Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton, Hamilton, Saskatchewan, BC, Montreal, Winnipeg, and Toronto, of course, number one. Uh, go to hughsports.ca if you want to see those. They're not up on hughsports.ca yet. They were released to Facebook for the show. They will be up tomorrow on hughsports.ca. Thanks for next week, That's old man. Perfect, perfect. You you look like for anybody that um, is watching, it's like we're watching a really bad dubbed um, movie. As <laughs> your lips are moving, then your sound comes in a few minutes later. It's quite comical, actually. Um, you got anything else this week? Just predictions. Predictions for the week. I'll need you to pull them up because I'm very limited. I will pull them up. Give me two seconds. Sorry, folks. There we go. Week 13. We have Saturday, the first game of the week. We have the Lions traveling to Montreal to play the Alouettes. I'm... Don't make me jump through this fucking screen. Do you want me to be? Do you want me to be right, or do you want me to go with my gut? Because I'm really torn here. I'm going to take the BC Lions. Thank you. So am I. Uh, I'm going to say it's a real close game, though. Uh, I'm going to say, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, forty to forty-three kind of idea. I was going to say, I did, take did, the over. Take the over, and if it's more than a three and a half point spread, either way, take take the take the points. The first Labor Day Classic happens on Sunday. 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific. Winnipeg Blue Bombers travel in to Ryderville. This one's easy for me. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan hasn't proven anything yet. I'm going to take Winnipeg, but I'm going to call this one one of the upsets of the week. You can't have I, one I have of the. You, you can't have two upsets of the week. Okay, then I'm going to call this the upset of the week. There we go. It's not really an upset. So I'm going to call this one the upset of the week, um, but I'm going to pick Blue Bombers on my pick'em. But I'm putting five bucks on the Riders to win. To win or uh, with the spread? Just to win. All right. Then on Monday, the first of the two Labor Day classics on Monday is the Argonauts going into Hamilton. Despite the rise on the power rankings, the Toronto Argonauts are just a better team in every shape, way, and form. Give this me 35 points. The biggest snore fest we've seen on a Labor Day game in years and years and years. I don't know why they didn't put the Blue Bombers game on the Monday. It makes no sense to me. But whatever. Because, no, 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 no. Let's, because Hamilton was supposed to be good this year. If you look at their team on paper, they should be good this year. That's true. Um, Again, Argonauts, they're going to, they're going to go nine and one. No doubt about it. And then the true 
what I think is the true Labor Day classic. You can, all the rest of them can call them what they want. This is the true Labor Day classic that started it all. Well, to, to be fair, it is the only one called the Labor Day classic. All the rest of them are just games. You've well, called them all Labor Day classics. Bombers called Bombers Winnipeg called this one. They actually, because um, I took a because the next the there. next week's the Banjo Bowl. This week's just their Labor Day game. The, can can you? We see cannot that? see. No, we cannot see your phone. Yes, you can see that. Labor Day, first annual Labor Day Classic. Okay, and that's first, a no, it thing. is. I know. I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose just to make you do that. It is not first annual. Tournament. They're having They're a having golf a... tournament. So that's the first annual. The Labor Day Classic is the. No, 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 no. You don't trust me. The Labor Day Classic is the golf tournament, not the fucking football game. I know, but it's a labor, but they're putting it in with their, you can see they have the. And I'm sure they have all the rights to use that. Helmets. I hope they have the rights to use that because we know the CFL. Well, if it's the CFL Alumni Association, I think they do. Okay. Still, the it's labor, first off, the first annual, it's the it is the inaugural. Shut up. Anyway, so the. If you're going to use English, <laughs> use it properly. My God. Anyways. The true Labor Day classic is the Edmonton Elks traveling down Highway 2 to visit the Stampeders. Who are you taking, big guy? I am going, and I don't think it's an upset. That's why I don't think you can call it the upset of the week. I think I am taking the Edmonton Elks. I think I they have too. the momentum on, they have the momentum on their side. Trey Ford has shown that he is a quarterback that could be or should be a starter in the CFL. And Jake Meyer over the season has shown that he's not a starter in the CFL. Trey Ford has not only showed he should have started this season. Now, we have to trust Chris Jones saying he wasn't ready. So maybe he would wasn't. Maybe he wouldn't have been this good if they would have started him right in the very beginning. I'm going to trust Jones. Jones is a Rod guy. Rod is a Jones guy. And this is what he tells me. So I'm going to believe him. Having said that, Trey Ford is freaking phenomenal. Did you you didn't watch the game? That boy can run. Oh, he's got some legs on him, Jake. That man was like leaving people in their freaking in his dust. It was at an arm. He can fire the ball a mile. He is freaking perfect for the CFL. It's almost so. It's almost like the Elk fans have been begging for this for uh, ten weeks. For Trey Ford to get, Trey Ford yeah. to get a start, and Chris Jones in his ultimate wisdom, because he is a guru of winning seasons after taking over from winning coaches um, uh, of quarterbacks. <laughs> if you can't tell, that's dripping with sarcasm. Oh, really? No, I'm I'm just making sure people take things out of context. Even. Even with your um, your uh, mic problems, your um, audio problems, I understood that was sort of I just, just want to make sure. Anyway, I think the Elks go th- uh, stretch their winning streak to three, and I don't think they just win. I think they destroy them. I really do. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't think – I don't think it's going to be a 10-plus. I think you're – if you're given six and a half points on either side, I'm taking the six and a half points. Um, I don't think it's going to be more than a touchdown to differentiate the two. 
I just Calgary doesn't have the team this year. Um, sorry, Jeff's a Stamps fan, but um, they don't, and it's not all on uh, the quarterback. Nope. But a lot of it is their receivers suck. They've been dropping balls. Their offensive line has more holes than my underwear. It's really bad. <laughs> I couldn't think of I couldn't think of what word I wanted, so I just went with underwear. Chef? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the word a strainer uh hey did everybody notice that i'm a badass now and on that note folks i appreciate you guys for tuning in despite the audio troubles despite the everything um we will have the audio troubles fixed for next week i bloody hope so let's put it that way there will be there will be computers throwing if not precisely so I appreciate everyone tuning in from wherever you are. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful night. Like us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, the likes. You can find the old man at Cavalli Channeling everywhere except for Twitter. You can find him at KevHughes64. There is no underscore in your name, by the way, just to be clear. You can find me on Twitter oh, and everywhere. Is that why you wanted me to change my Twitter name? J Streams, J-E-H Streams. You can find me Twitch. Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Goodbye.